0: What's up,
1: everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, July 7th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a.
0: the pure one at Tim Geddes. The pure one, bringing it back. I like that. I also like being back on Games Daily, Greg. Normally I'm on the Monday episodes, but it was the 4th of July, so I missed out. So this is my first one of the week. I haven't been caught up on any of the video game
1: news. I need to know. Well, you know, there's news every day you need to know about, and that's what's jumping in there. So I wanted to make sure you know there's Mm -hmm. something hot and fresh for you. Yeah, the pure one. I was thinking. I was reminiscing. If you didn't Mm -hmm. know, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Today's the anniversary of the first thing I ever filmed for YouTube.com/slash Game Over, Greggy. You and Nick working for Pizza to film me talk to Colin, and that like, and when I then stayed home for my tweet at like 900 uh, episodes of the show and whatever. But like that, I have it on the calendar over here. How many? I guess that was 2012. So it's been a decade. Wow. It's been a decade of you and me making YouTube content together outside of outside of, my, of my,
0: my, you get a decade. It's
1: but it's been a decade of it. So yeah, I, I, wow. I saw that. I was reminiscing. I was looking at the old photos. I was like, oh man, it seems so long ago. <laughs> so recently all at the same time. But yeah, outraged, Dude, that, I, that's where we are.
0: I saw a Mexican Coke a couple days ago yep. and it like, it was like one of those hits of deja vu i had one of those that's so raven moments you know where it's like i just went into my mind's eye and saw all the previous types and what led to this
1: yeah i think that it might have honestly that might have put me on the track along with it because yeah rahul was having a mexican coke last night on the uh, kind of funny podcast you can get right now youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe but yeah Insane. you know crazy love and to how see far it, we've come years. now. we get to now we get to break the news, we get to talk about the news every day. Of course, mm-hmm. there's breaking news. I didn't put in the Roper report, but I did get uh, one of those random ass press releases I get that talks about the f- most popular games state by state. Barrett, you said you had it ready if you want to toss it up. Um uh, right now no no surprising God of War uh most popular game in California. Now this comes from journoresearch.org. I've never I don't think I've ever subscribed to their press release mailer but i get them all the time they come with these little infographics uh, new research reveals that god of war is the most searched for video game across four different states including california despite being released four years ago it is clearly still very popular with gamers gaming experts at minesweeper Gaming experts at Minesweeper analyzed Google Trends search data for the top 25 most popular video games according to how long to beat from 2022 so far. The most searched for game in each state was revealed. Some games made multiple appearances on the top spot for four different states. So As you look across there, you can see it. I thought there'd be more Elden Ring, Tim, if I'm being honest, as we look across there. But no, you're seeing it's on. And again, this is like, you know how long to beat is what they're going off of mm. minesweeper.com when you go to this minesweeper page it's just playing minesweeper online i emailed the lady back i'm like i don't understand how you got my email address and i don't understand why minesweeper is doing this but i thank you for the infographics they're pretty but yeah you look across grand theft auto uh five 15 states that's yeah. how many people are. two states
0: for Ortal. for ordal mm-hmm. look at the bottom right Oh well, yeah! Nah, the, the how are you making it
1: of that? that? Oh, you're blowing it up here. I'm like, this is so small. I can't even read some yeah, of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Portal. Yeah, yeah okay. portal, portal. But I
2: think it's interesting. Like Greg, well, you said no Elden Ring, and then yet TMNT no, I, Shredders- I, th- I said I thought there would be more Elden Ring to be clear. Well, is there any Elden Ring? Yeah, yeah. Two only two states, but then TMNT Shredder's Revenge, four states. That's so it's weird. new.
0: It's popping off, dude. Turtle it's power, weird. huh? Yeah, because people are searching for it, of course. Yeah, so there two you go. Tomb Raider,
1: though, popping off. <laughs> You can learn a lot about states by looking at what games they search for, of course, and how you know what they're playing with and what they're most interested in. So yeah, oh, yeah. you got Elden Ring. Which
0: Final Fantasy is that? Two. Final <laughs> Fantasy Two. Okay. I in What can... state? I didn't see it.
2: Uh, Up there, South Dakota. Oh, that okay. Sounds right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, tra- that tracks. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. That is the most bizarre thing on this entire list like I can't. It is everything the else, the I'm most like,
2: bizarre thing on this entire list, Tim. You are right.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because what is like, surprising else, outside of
2: that, Merritt? I, I mean, mean, for me, the least you know, I talk a, thing, I
0: talk yeah. a lot of
1: shit about Kansas, and so the fact that a bag of broken glass <laughs> was able to beat out rocks this time, pretty mm. impressive. Of yeah. course. Kansas, one step away from one of them understanding how to make a ball and then, of course make a hoop, and then they have some kind of thing to go they have ball and hoop over there. but right now it was rocks last time we did we saw one of these infographics. now it's a bag of broken glass in Kansas, and just God bless them, they're trying over there. Mm-hmm. you know they it's you gotta you gotta stumble blindly in the dark and then eventually someone in Kansas will get around just the. Just a fucked up gene pool they have going on. You know what I mean? Just a real the hills have eyes gene pool going on over there. And then they'll, oh. they'll get out of that and they'll be able to put it together. You know, one of them. And, but like everybody else from Kansas who kind of gets a break, they'll just leave and never come back. Of course, they don't want to play with the rock or the broken bag of glass that they all pass around. But I digress. Let's talk about other gaming news, such as the Please. fact that it's going to be E3 2023 versus Summer Game Fest 2023. <laughs> Crisis Core. Final Fantasy 7 reunion details and inscription is coming to PlayStation. We're going to talk about all that and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news. You need know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in your questions your comments your concerns about the video game news of the day you can get the show ad free you can get the exclusive post show we do and of course you can get a bevy of other benefits like the ability to watch us record p.s i love you xoxo live this afternoon of course that's one of the many things you get on patreon.com slash kind of funny games not limited to but also including barrett and i's new q a that's up of course the next gen podcast in oh so much more however if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal there are a number of free ways to support kind of funny number one you could be using the epic creator code kind of funny on the epic game store or when you're buying your fortnite v bucks or doing something in rocket league on your playstation switch xbox etc no matter where you are if they use the epic creator codes use the one kind of funny and help us out why not it's free of course beyond that you could be watching us record this show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games over on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games you are watching live so you have a special job just like DJ Kento, The Frog Knight, CJ Rock 32. Uh, that's, of course, to keep us honest by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and telling us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday where, of course, they have to listen to the ads. They can't write in. They don't get the post show. They can't watch other shows get recorded live, but they're still having a good time. But Maybe they have a better time on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. So who is to say patreon.com slash convicting games. Housekeeping for you. As I already said, Rahul Coley is back on the Kind of Funny podcast, and Andy hurt his feelings. Come watch the Nitro Rifle squirm out of this one. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny podcast services around the globe. And then, hey, if you want to be on Patreon where you can support us, you can hear Rahul's story of two guys coming into his hotel room and then him getting really mad at the hotel manager. It's fucked up. Beyond that, shout out to Prime Gaming for sponsoring our streams. To celebrate Prime Day, you can start freeloading over 30 games with Prime Gaming for Prime Day 2022. And then, You'll also be able to claim additional games on Prime Day, July 12th and 13th, uh, which will include AAA titles like Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Grid Legends, Need for Speed Heat, and Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, and Star Wars Republic Commando. So check out the link in the description to start freeloading games right now. Remember, if you have Prime Gaming, you have a free subscription here on Twitch. Please give it to twitch.tv slash Games. Maybe you're listening or watching this later. You want to watch the streams we are going to do, you can get those on youtube.com you can get those on uh, uh, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games as we do them. But more importantly, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming, you get all these free games we're talking about mm-hmm. for Prime Day, but mm-hmm. also you get a free 30 day subscription to give away on Twitch. And it would really help us out if you did it to us. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Gordon Maguire, and Al Tribesman, the Predator. Today we're brought to you by Chime and Shopify, but I'll tell you about that later. Oh, no, Tim's got something else to say right now.
0: Before the, the Roper Report, I have an important thing to tell you, Greg. In the year 2009, uh, but back when I was in college, me and my friends were were hanging out at one of my friends' dorms, and we we're like, Oh, let's put on a movie. And we're like, Oh, let's put on a scary movie. So we put on The Hills Have Eyes, yeah, right. And we're watching it, and it took about maybe seven minutes before we realized something was wrong. Sure. But even then, from minute like four to seven, we're like, This doesn't seem right. And it was revealed pretty quickly that we were actually watching The Hills Have Thighs. Nice. The the porn parody. I'm sure, guys. that was by mistake. The hills have yeah, I'm eyes. sure that
1: was just a happy little mistake it that happened.
0: Totally was because sure. we were all shocked as hell when there were some things being seen that we're like, this seems a little graphic for the for a horror movie. But at the same time, it took long enough where we're like, horror movies get weird sometimes. you know what I mean? Sure. Like there's like a lot of sex scenes. So yeah, it took us a bit before we were like, huh. But then you watch the whole right. thing, right? uh well then it just turned us uh, skipping around trying to find all the most fucked up shit let me tell you guys there's a lot of fucked up shit in the hills half thighs okay do i recommend watching it no do i even know if it's possible to watch it now i don't know
1: that's the biggest thing is i think really you know with with the advent of the internet there was that moment where things were on vhs and we just dropped them and walked away and now you have this unlimited sea of porn out there right it's Mm. like when me and my friends went to Well, it became an FYE before then. I think it might have Suncoast Video, Suncoast Video. And one of them bought the Erotic Witch Project Part 3. And, like, is the Erotic Witch Project up anywhere? I don't know. Part 3 of it? I don't know. I just remember there being a whole subplot where a gorilla escaped the zoo. They made a big deal about this, Tim. A gorilla Uh escaped the zoo. And you're like, what does that have to do with anything? And they did it just so at the end, when everybody was possessed by the witch, the gorilla could come into frame and be the one to pick up the camera and then record the sex scene that's the entire reason <laughs> like, you can say you can be like you can the erotic witch project part three can be c- criticized for a lot of things production value acting yada 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 that is a stroke of genius in writing where this is when they used to try in porn right now it's all so mundane oh i am stuck in the washer oh i am stuck in the dryer oh i'm just horny i don't need a reason it used there used to be stories Bring
2: I mean, back Greg, the stories are, is what there I'm There are saying. stories, Stepbro. Just, you know, you got to get on the train, man. <laughs>
1: Step brother, what happened? Uh, well, I forget where we're gonna have to. we'll get back to that or whatever. No, well, I didn't do the Roper Report jingle yet, right? You stopped mm-hmm. me? I stopped okay, cool. you. Mid-jingle. So anyways, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. Time for some <laughs> news. Six items on the Roper, <laughs> Roper Report. Baker's Dozens. Number one, ladies and gentlemen, they will keep saying it until you believe it. E3 is coming back in 2023, but this time it's coming back with read pop, read pop, read pop. Mm. We go over to game Spot, where Darren writes E3 will officially make its return in the second week of June 2023 with the running of the convention being handled by read pop. The convention organizer, which also runs PAX, Star Wars Celebration, and several other shows, will work in partnership with the Electronic Software Association to host publishers, developers, journalists, and consumers at E3's usual location, the Los Angeles Convention Center. For E3 2023, ReadPop says that it has listened to feedback from the gaming community, will honor the E3 elements that have always worked, and will reshape the parts that haven't been well-received. Following reports of a, quote, toxic environment rife with internal politics, witch hunts, and infighting by a variety in 2019, it was rumored that ReadPop Made an offer to take over E3, but it never happened then. The last couple of years have seen E3's presence on the gaming calendar shrink as an exodus of big brands, rival shows such as Summer Game Fest, and the coronavirus pandemic hit the event hard. E3 2020 was canceled due to the pandemic, while E3 2021 returned as a digital only event, and E3 2022 was completely canceled. A streamlined and secure media registration for E3 2023 will begin in late 2022 while a list of confirmed exhibitors and event schedules will be shared in the months to come Tim before you even get to what the obvious mm-hmm. question would be of where was who you know who's what who has got something else to say about this what's your initial uh, reaction to this
0: uh I mean I think that read partnering with them is probably the best possible way E3 can turn into a thriving convention i think it'll be a drastically different e3 than anything we've seen before but i think that's actually a step in the right direction for what e3 was trying to be and feeling at the last couple years that it existed in physical form sure I, i feel like what e3 means to us what it actually is what it actually was and what it actually has to be are all very very different things i don't think we'll ever get back to how things used to be from 2010 to 2000 16 17 even right like i feel like with back when nintendo dropped once nintendo started doing directs and then sony just straight up pulled out and then microsoft did this kind of like half in half out we're in here but we're actually there type stuff like what e3 means changed and i think that once they uh open it up to the public fully and all of that it always had to turn into more of a consumer show at that point and i think repop are the the right people to handle that like star wars celebration is awesome pax obviously has been kind of the king of gaming conventions when it comes to community so it's cool stuff there if and so that is happening. the big
1: thing i think to take away right as soon as i saw this this isn't any chance the death of e3 as you knew it but it's definitely for sure them
0: doubling down and really committing to consumers wouldn't you say i mean yeah i i feel like the death of e3 as we knew it like that's that's long gone like e3 is coming it's coming back it's like it's not in the way that you like what anything that like, you actually care about e3 it's it, that is gone like because what what do people care about e3 like the funniest thing about e3 always for the people w- watching at home as uh, people think of e3 as like oh the press conferences this or that no press conferences just happen to happen around e3 it's all strategic and planned but like e3 is just the three days of mainly games media being able to play games on the show floor or behind closed doors and then put out preview articles on the igns or kind of funny user game spots or whatever right so for years what e3 actually was was already not the thing that that people kind of like give it credit for i guess because like people give it credit for all those like announcements and stuff and i think that two years ago or was it last year when you hosted i guess it was last year two years ago two years ago
1: Well, because you're counting the one we just got through as one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right.
0: You're right. You're right. Yeah. So two years ago, then when you did that, that was E3's first real step at having their own show period. And even then they didn't really have their own announcements. They just kind of were trying to be a hub home for everyone else's kind of showcases and way too many showcases, which led to it being not that great of a show in any which way that, so it wasn't serving any of the audiences that are looking for anything from what they remember of E3. Hence all the problems we're having.
1: Uh, what I would like to bring in is an article from gamesindustry.biz, which, of course, is a site owned by ReadPop. Over there, there's an opinion piece up from Christopher Dring, who's writing in and saying, how do you solve a problem like E3? Of course, Christopher works at gamesindustry.biz. He's listed here as head of games B2B. Uh, he's talking about how he's been brought on to work with this and how when they first, first approached him to see if he'd want to work on E3, he was a little cold to it. But I like what he has here, right, where he's talking about what you're talking about, right? And actually, I'll go back a little bit. He's talking about doing all these Zoom calls, right? Getting excited about it and what's going on. We were throwing around ideas about how we could get those consumer and business elements to work. We talked about what we could offer those companies not interested in big booths. We dreamed up ways we could make the event more of a celebration and less of a battleground. They had thought all about it. Here's where I think it's what you're talking about. We discussed ways to embrace everything that takes place during E3 week, dot, 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 whether they're part of the show floor or not. And that includes things like the PC Gamer Show and Devolver Digital's Car Park and, yes, Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest. Because uh, to those watching at home, all of that is E3. To most people, the event isn't two halls in downtown L.A., but it's the showcases, the reveals, and the video games. E3 is more than an expo. It's an idea and one that's bigger than Pop and the ESA. There's no use fighting against that. That desire to unite the industry, irrespective of whether they're part of the show or not, extends around the world, too. E3 is already a global event, and we want to take that further. Some of the ideas are too ambitious to pull off in one year, but we can certainly give it a try. Of course, it's possible that people have already made up their minds about E3. Perhaps all this is is a little too late. And when my bosses come back from meeting all the big game companies, parentheses, with a presentation that will inevitably get leaked, perhaps we'll hear how everyone was indifferent, and it's just not what the industry is looking for. But I hope not. I hope they'll sign up and come back so that together we can make E3 2023 a week to remember. How can I say no to that? I think that's a really good encapsulation of what we're talking about, right? Of like, and what you're talking about is like e 3s not. E3 gets credit for all the announcements, but it's really the press conferences before that people are using to piggyback. And then after Nintendo would end, that's when the show floor would actually open. It wasn't even about what was happening at E3. Yeah.
0: It, two things that I love here. Uh, one is not the Lysander. The chat says E3 isn't a place. It's a people uh, which is very funny, uh, and then the the other thing is like I love what you just read about like yeah I know it's everything including Summer Game Fest like I love that Jeff Keighley and E three the USA are both just be like yeah 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 like all that stuff too it's part of, just we'll throw it on a calendar it's all part of the same thing like it's just it is very funny that there's so many different events that everyone's just cr- trying to take credit for and be like yeah we'll put our logo on it and then it's part of it right that's how it works that everyone else is like I don't know that we have let you put oh, our logo on it but But they're right, though. It's like to the end user, us, reacting to it, the people in the chat watching along with with us or alone or whatever it is, like who gives a shit what the branding is of the – whether it's Summer Game Fest or E3. Like it's who's doing what, who's announcing what, and is it exciting or is it not? And I think the problem is when we have multiple people competing to win, which is how this all works, there's no getting around that, there's going to be losers. And unfortunately, I think the losers are going to be us having to watch – Fifteen hours of eh stuff with a couple of like pop moments as opposed to what used to be that dialed-in week, which, lest we forget, also had way too much t- content that was filled with way too many duds. Like we can't just act like E3 used to be this 10 out of 10 savior thing every year. It was like we were lucky if we got two fantastic press conferences a year. 100 percent. And so yeah, like you know, it's a bev- it's
1: a sea, an ocean. A world of riches right of all these things getting announced at the same time and doing all these different things which is very nice and very interesting forever and will be but tim Mm -hmm. let's move on to part number two all right let's do it Mm -hmm. let's move on to story number two because sure e3 wants to come out they want to say they're back with read pop summer game fest is not about to go quietly into that night instead they tweeted after all this stuff happened get ready Summer Game Fest returns in June of 2023 for the fourth year with a lineup of digital and in-person events to celebrate the future of video games. Sign up at SummerGameFest.com for more details. Bam. Right there.
0: This Great. is war, Tim. This mm-hmm. is war. And again, we're the losers. Like, the 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 fact is... I'm no loser. The, the war needs to end in order for all this to, to get aligned. Because until then, people are kind of fighting over resources. There are already limited resources when it comes to... Uh, resources in, in this case being game announcements, being people showing up and committing to one side or another, um and already Summer Game Fest, like last year, didn't have Nintendo, right? Didn't have yeah. PlayStation, right? Last year? Yeah, the one we just yeah, last went year to. They didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we're still missing those, like the the big partnerships, right? The ones that this were we it. all this year. Yeah. They had to PlayStation. Okay, that PlayStation. They did not have a Nintendo, though.
1: I thought See so, Now
0: we're getting. I see. Now we're into this two-year business yep. you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly, let's stop doing exactly. that. It's no two-year business. We're talking about yeah, this yeah. year or last year. This year, year so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this year, uh, regardless, we're at a point. We're not at a point where Nintendo, Xbox, and Sony are all doing their biggest game announcements at one thing. And I don't know that we'll ever get there again because of how independently successful all three of them have found different avenues for announcements and things but i can guarantee it's not going to happen if e3 and summer game fest are both going on at the same uh time and people are like competing for who gets what where that's to
1: me the most fascinating part of how does this net out and how do you get involved with this and who do you pick you know what i mean like or do you go to the esa or do you go to jeff keeley and right now tim you have a big game you're you're at one of these corporations. You're one of these companies. Where are you going? You going Jeff? Are you
0: going E3? I I am Jeff fan number one. I believe in Summer Game Fest. Th- I think Summer Game Fest needs to be the answer, and it is the answer. They they get it. They understand what the needs are of all the different people we've been talking about earlier. Whether it's the media, whether it's the consumers, whether it's the X Y Z. Like Summer Game Fest gets it. Jeff gets it. The one thing he doesn't get is all of the resources and all the announcements and the ability to just full on do summer game fest the way he wants it to be the industry wants it to be and as long as e3 is a thing that's just causing more problems and i just think i don't think e3 coming back and the way that they're trying to do it and all that is going to be the direct reason that summer game fest doesn't get nintendo but i do think it dilutes the water enough that it just causes a problem that summer game fest doesn't become the one thing like we're still going to be talking about e3 five years from now whether or not e3 even happens for the next five years like i don't well, know there's so many interesting start- things
1: about this in in different parallels and ripples and universes you could see it going right where if Reed pops coming in and they're making e3 a more consumer event s- sided event mm-hmm. does summer game fest then just b- become the more press sided event where they're still doing their presentation and their their showcase but then how we went down to la and played a bunch of stuff would we do that while the e3 show floor is open to whoever wants to come and buy a ticket and then at that point if you your publisher how are you splitting up your games and where are you going because again this is something that christopher Dring brings up in his games industry at biz article right that one of the the hurdles e3 had was the fact that people go to E3 and they expect that they're going to get to sit there and play everything that was on the PlayStation press. I'm talking about old ones, obviously PlayStation presser, Nintendo presser, Xbox presser. When in reality, even for us as press at those E3s, it was, do you have, well, have you booked an appointment? Well, that's a behind closed doors things. It's hands off. It's 30 people in a room. Like how, when we saw cyberpunk a million times, I mean, I mean so- even then,
0: even then, like it is like, cool. The PlayStation press conference has 10 game announcements. You get to actually play two of them. You get, Hands off watching a video with like two more minutes of footage than we yeah. saw. On the other they thing, they take for, a different path with, through their two more slides. of them, and then six of them aren't even there at all. You know,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so yeah, that's the question then of like if in this in one of the many realities of where this is going to go, if E three becomes the consumer event, and I think if that's the case, becomes dramatically smaller. I doubt it's two halls in the convention center anymore. I think you shrink it to one. If you're doing that, then, is Jeff doing Summer Game Fest across the street a week before, whatever it is, where you can go play all these games? Are you How much can the ESA charge right now for booth space? What can they do with that to make it work? Do Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo see a value in doing either of these? Or is it just, hey, we'll come out and do uh, the Last of Us Part 1 announcement at the end of the Summer Game Fest thing? Because, again, is E3 now going to do an E3 press conference? Or is E3 going to do the same thing kind of Jeff did before with Summer Game Fest, which was like, hey, this is all happening at this. uh, You can catch it on their Twitch channel, but we're doing it on our Twitch channel, too. And our partners at IGN are doing it on their thing. Who is IGN going to partner with if Summer Game
0: Fest and E3 are running head to head? How are you going to cover it all?
1: God, it's going to be fascinating
0: it is it it really is and and i personally like i would wish because i'm right there with you like i don't want e3 to go away in any form but like if it's going to exist i think especially with read pop community focused making it more of just a consumer con is the right move to do and i think that that would benefit so many more parts of the industry because like especially like thinking about like indie developers there's so much booth space there there's so much ability to like get games in gamers sure. hands and i think that if e3 as a consumer event was part of summer game fest that would be the ultimate ideal way dude, to move you forward imagine but if jeff, just if jeff like, somehow did that like shane mcmahon comes in and buys dude, wcw but that's what would then all of a sudden things are working together in a way that can be bigger than what we've had before as opposed to just jeff doing his version of e3 right yeah. one thing i i do think to that i want to uh mention because i i I know we've talked about in a couple places but in context of this conversation summer game fest being the press conference that it was um like that we saw a couple weeks ago and even with last year's as well like that's something that e3 never had e3 never had one press conference that it's like they were putting on uh and i think that there's such value with that in addition to that what we went down to do with play days the um when me greg and bless went down to la and we got to play a bunch of games that was essentially what e3 used to be but it was just the best version of it i have ever experienced definitely some room for improvements here and there and i feel like there are some things that they can uh make better next time but guess what i think that they're gonna do that but Greg, you've been doing this a long time like a decade plus Was that not the best scenario we've had to play that many games from different publishers and
1: developers? What Play Days this time around was what Judges Week used to be. And if you remember what it used to be is in May, I'd usually knock off for a week and I'd go down to LA and Jeff would have organized in conjunction with E3, around E3 and the publishers, a bunch of different publishers who would then show us their games that we would then be the judges for for E3 awards. And the idea usually was there that, For Judges Week, you would see a bunch of double-A video games, the video games that would be – not the – we didn't see – you know last of us or some kind of crazy exclusive or that was going to get announced on the xbox or playstation press conference you didn't see those games you saw the games that were going to get announced there maybe that were smaller but it would be overshadowed by a big announcement or stuff that you know on the you, you're you you would not necessarily prioritize your staff going to play so somebody could play it on staff write the previews and then also have a voice for it of like hey this is actually good or we're talking about family games or racing or whatever these things you normally wouldn't do you do that that's what SGF was the best version of because even judges week what it used to be was you go to LA stay in a hotel and then it would be get on a bus drive 45 minutes in LA traffic 30 minutes in LA traffic 20 minutes whatever get to this thing get off play some games do some presentations get eat some food get back on the bus go to a different drive go to a different and you do this day in day out so to have it all under one roof have it all right there have it all you know beautifully laid out and especially in a time where we hadn't been together in so long no that was great that was awesome it's gonna be interesting. June, right around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. Not literally, but it's pretty close when you they're already going at it. But like, do you think well, read pop, right? And I'm talking a little bit out of turn here, kind of slash you're wrong. Stick with me. Obviously, PAX East and PAX Prime or PAX West kick in and going and no problem. They stopped PAX south, right? And did they stop PAX Unplugged or is PAX Unplugged still going? That's the one I'm really out of tune on. Let me know in there. But my question becomes, do you think – is there a future, you think, where E3 gets big enough where they fold out one of the PAXs? where it, Or do you think it, it moves to this, like, trifecta where it is PAX used to start the year, E3, and then PAX Prime? Do you push PA, PAX Prime farther out? because, And I'm sorry, West, because West is, you know, usually at the
0: end of summer i don't think that they treat unless they end up rebranding it as a pax i don't think they let this affect the scheduling of taxes i think they treat it like a different convention entirely
1: okay fair enough unplugged is still a thing says uh or resonator unplugged is still a thing it's in philly there you go okay good enough good enough if you think we're doing a good enough job, ladies and gentlemen, why don't you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can write and be part of the show. You mm-hmm. can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do, and you can watch us record PS I Love You. XOXO live this afternoon. Of course, though, you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny games right now. So here's a word from our sponsor. I love that sound. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and I know the Kinda Funny store at kindoffunny.com store uses Shopify to sell all our merch, including all those Cool portillo shirts you guys have been so great about supporting with. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps. Go to Shopify.com slash KF Games, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash KF Games right now. Shopify.com slash kf games no one likes waiting on a paycheck especially when you've got bills due good thing there's chime now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit that's up to two more days to save pay bills and generally just feel good about your money situation but chime is more than just about getting paid early it's also an award-winning mobile app checking account debit card and optional savings account so what are you waiting for Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members, FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on your payer. One of the things I meant to bring up during that whole thing Mm -hmm. is that, and everybody knows, I am a... Fucking moron, period. Mm -hmm. Full stop. Everybody knows that about me. So I'm not throwing rocks from my glass house at all. At all. Remember, of course, everybody remembers Xbox Game Pass when that first started happening, right? The greatest value in gaming. Of course. But when it first started, I had to keep paying Andrea, what was it, a buck or five bucks a pop every time I said Xbox Games Pass. Mm -hmm. It drives me up the fucking wall that people write in their articles Summer Games Fest.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's Summer Game Fest. SummerGameFest.com, not. But games. why is there only
2: one game that the fest is because I don't covered. think
1: they're just they're not talking about game as in oh look I have my copy of the quarry right here they're talking about game like it's just it's a festival of game and gaming it's game, everywhere it, it,
2: it, the game is a people not a place. Kind of thing. Exactly. Yes. 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 Kind so I feel for Jeff healy on that. He, I'm
1: sure it's got to be nailed on a chalkboard to read uh, a Gamespot article, or was it even the Games industry that biz article? Yeah, it was games. where they like games?
0: Both of them called the Games Fest. Like, ah, I don't know, kind man. I bet you. I bet you he wanted Games Fest, but he couldn't get the URL, so he's like, I guess I'll drop the S. He probably doesn't know. Nobody summer. knows. Nobody knows. He doesn't football. know. You don't like, think Jeff Jeff Summer knows. gaming. But, Gamespot has their like their their Gamespot of gaming thing. Everyone has something. You know what I mean? So you're saying you don't think he could get the URL summergamesfest.com.
1: Tim, I'd like you to go to summergamesfest.com right now because whoever did this is fucking amazing. I don't know if this is a joke from another podcast, but this is definitely something that (laughs) Greg Miller would have done. Greg Miller would have done this in a fucking heartbeat. I'll tell you right now. If you're an audio listener, it is a hot dog or a giant hot dog in one of those stand-up taco shells with some cheese puffs next to it on a blue plate. And it says, welcome back to the party, my friend. Or my welcome back to the party, friend. And they misspelled two.
0: I love it. And it's, it's literally, literally just a picture. You zoom it on. this? like did, did it, you and do this, gentlemen?
1: Is this a long-con joke? <laughs> I don't know who out there got the URL, summergamesfest.com, but God bless you. God oh bless America. Fuck, that's funny. Number three on the Roper Report, Tim. This one goes out to you. We have Crisis Core Final Fantasy Seven Reunion Details. Hit me See with Kat that. Kat Haley over at IGN. Uh, Kat has a big old article up there that's required reading if you care. Uh, but here are the, the bullet points I'm pulling from it, all right? Square Enix is overhauling the graphics, the interface, and somewhat controversially the voice cast. Quote, various improvements have been made to nearly all other scenes and battles to a point where it could be said that the work we are doing is akin to creating a remake, end quote, Uh, producer uh, Mariko Sato says. However, as the core elements, such as the story, are grounded in the original work, we call it a remaster, end quote in addition to oh, and i'm jumping around this entire article by the way in addition to overhauled graphics crisis core will be fully voiced while also featuring a newly arranged soundtrack the gameplay is also getting an update with zach's attack combos now being linkable and limit breaks being accessible at any time not just when they pop up in the in-game slot machine known as the digital mind wave system or dmw the dmw for its part will remain largely the same meaning that elements such as leveling will remain random as ever in the meantime, all of the original assets are being replaced uh, with the updated versions utilizing Unreal Engine 4, the intention being to be, quote, visually aligned and up to the standards of Final Fantasy VII Remake, according to Sato. To that end, the PC version will target an impressive 120 frames per second, while the PS5 and Xbox Series X/S versions will be at 60 frames per second. Sato didn't elaborate on the Switch version, but did say that there would be differences in the resolution and FPS. Uh, Fans shouldn't expect new story content in the update, which explains why Square Enix is referring to it as a remaster, despite the substantial improvements being made across the board. Quote, with the Final Fantasy, I'm sorry, yeah, with the Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, it was a new starting point for a Final Fantasy VII, and so we decided to expand the story. But with the Crisis Core reunion, it's a remaster, and it's still positioned as a story that expands on the original Final Fantasy VII story, and so we didn't want to stray too far from that. Sato adds that there are no plans to include any new elements in the story, meaning new side quests and other storylines are most likely out the window. But that doesn't necessarily preclude, say, a post-credit teaser that sets the stage for Rebirth. Tim, you are the one here who flipped
0: out for Crisis Core. What does all the stuff I just read mean to you, and do you care? I mean, even just Barrett bringing up that that footage and seeing that the opening scene of that the trailer, like I can't believe this is real. I still am kind of in shock that Crisis Core is coming back and that they're treating it with this much reverence. I am so excited about this. Crisis Core is one of my favorite games because of its story, because of its characters. The gameplay was always fun enough. It's definitely kind of the earliest version of some of the more action based, uh, three D Final Fantasy that we're used to nowadays. Um, like with. Final Fantasy 15, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, like a lot of that stems back from Final Fantasy 7 Crisis Core and the PSP. Um, but I'm really interested in a lot of the specific words and how careful they are about what they're saying and how they're talking about it as a remake versus remaster and having uh, different producers here um, say different things that are, are all lining up with this is still the same story from the original that matches up with the original Final Fantasy 7 story. I think that that means one of two things. One, Square doesn't know what the hell they're doing and why the fuck would they not just ma- like make changes and make this line up with Remake and have it be a, a nice story for people like Greg and Blessing and Andy who never played the originals all the way through but have played Remake, give them more storyline to actually go off. Or this is a Masterstroke play by Square, which I'm hoping, and based on what they're saying here, I believe with, is that they are purposefully making this the original story so that you guys get familiar with that story and are then able to have twists on it so it's more of a a spider-man no way home type situation where you guys are familiar with the previous spider-man sure right sure so yeah. that a lot that familiarity allows them to kind of get weird and do crazy stuff in no way home with this if you guys know the backstory of um crisis core what, what's important about crisis Core is it's a prequel to final fantasy 7 the original but a lot of the events of the game are very similar and are flashbacks kind of from the first game so story-wise lore-wise character-wise origin stories of key characters like sephiroth who you don't know but played remake and all of a sudden at the end he's kind I of i know he's a bad guy kind of and oh he isn't smash and y'all liked that a lot i think that having crisis core be an experience that you guys play through in the the with the context of remake, all of a sudden it's going to really enhance and strengthen your knowledge of key important events and characters from the final fantasy 7 universe from the original timeline without having to play the whole original game so as complicated as this all sounds what it boils down to is i think that if they pull this off it is going to be actually the simplest way to get new people like you back on board and fully understanding the original timeline story so that we can have total a totally new story with the the remake timeline and have it all line up and make as much sense as games named this ridiculously can't make sense okay fair enough
1: that makes sense that makes sense keeping it straight because you know how many people know about zach other than you and ryan clements that's all i know I
0: love Zach, man. And so that's the thing, too, is like talking about the overhauled graphics and stuff. I'm really happy with the majority of what we're seeing and how in line it is with Final Fantasy 7 Remake. I'm not the biggest fan of Zach's redesign. It's the dumb little things, but like, you know, when you like the originals one way and they look kind of different, you're like, ah, the voice acting. Ah. I, w- I was a big fan of his original voice. I don't like that they're changing it, but I, I think I'm going to live. You know, I was so used to the Final Fantasy 7 core cast voice acting from Crisis or from, um. Advent Children and things like that. And when they changed it for the game, I was like, eh, and I ended up loving those voices. So I'm okay with that newly arranged soundtrack. Um, I That's a hit or miss. I'll have to wait and see. I love the soundtrack of Crisis Core recently. I've been listening to it nonstop after the hype of this trailer. So um, I, if they can bring it up to date a little bit, that'd be great. But that was one of the first games I ever heard that had a, like fully orchestrated songs, not for the whole soundtrack, but like for a couple key moments that were, so well done so if we can get more of that in this that'd be really cool um and then otherwise the gameplay changes they're making with the dmw system like that all sounds like just taking an old psp game and modernizing it which is what this is gonna need uh to maintain the fun levels for people like you that have played remake but not the others
1: my question for you would be yesterday on this very show kind of funny games daily janet garcia and jared petty had a conversation with the one and only barry courtney on the ones and twos about when they thought this game was coming out and barrett of course is what i like to call a student of the game and so of course when they thank made you. a big deal I, about I, oh, this I, is... I learned from the best greg thank you thank you barrett when they said oh it's coming out this winter a lot of you motherfuckers like i'll be playing this in december and me and barrett are like you'll be playing it in march unless it gets delayed
0: where do you think this is coming out I don't fucking know man it's Square like yeah and and that could mean a bunch of things Square's been putting out a shit ton of games and like it seems like they kind of got this one on lock like it is not the most complicated thing and at the end of the day this game's not that long it's not a full-fledged final fantasy game it is a psp game a lot of the assets they've already kind of had from remake and they've been working on remake in some way shape or form for so long now with porting it with intergrade with the ps5 versions pc all that stuff so they're very familiar with assets i say all this as somebody that doesn't make games so i don't know how much that relates to this at all uh but the fact that they're announcing this and they have their winner winner plan hey just as much as any video game that puts a date on it i don't believe it till i'm playing it but i believe that their winner is right i just don't know what that winner means i don't expect to be playing this this year though okay
1: fair enough uh number four i got some games you might be playing this year tim uh today playstation did one of their playstation blogs We're like hey for out of the for no reason out of the blue we're gonna talk about seven indies right now get hyped and we got hyped so those announcements go like this uh number one sea of stars is coming to playstation 4 and playstation 5 in 2023 of course that's from sabotage the folks behind the messenger uh shim that game we played at summer game fest where your little frog jumping in the shadows is coming to playstation 4 and playstation 5 in 2023 Uh, cult of the lamb was already announced for playstation already announced for uh, august 11th but they showed more for it there uh signalist uh coming to playstation 4 october 27th the tomorrow children phoenix edition is launching september 6th for playstation it's back from the dead Curse to golf is coming to playstation 5 and playstation 4 august 18th yes we'll get to that new dates that applies to the other stuff as well but then the big one from the day uh tim was in fact that inscription is coming to playstation 4 and playstation 5 no date given but andy cortez was flipping out on twitter like he does so there you go nothing really to say just a heads up that's happening it's cool Number five for you. Uh, Ubisoft is trying to save Anno 2070 from Ubisoft. This is Andy Chalk at PC Gamer with the headline of the day. Ubisoft announced last week that it's pulling the plug for online support uh, for a number of its older games, including multiple Assassin's Creed, Driver: San Francisco, Far Cry 3, and several others. But Ubisoft mains the studio behind the city sim strategy game Anno 2070, uh, which is also on the list of games losing online support, isn't letting it go without a fight. Quote, after an initial investigation, we have decided to dedicate some of our development resources to working on upgrading anno 2070s aged online services infrastructure to a new system so that these features can continue to be used past the mentioned date the studio said in an update posted shortly after ubisoft's shutdown announcement quote however we cannot yet guarantee that we'll be able to successfully upgrade slash replace the old services as we'd like to end quote so if you care about Anno, they're trying to save it for you and it's just funny that like Ubisoft's like, we're done with this and Ubisoft's like, well, fuck you, are you? We'll yeah. About
0: that. Uh, and then fun to, over there.
1: Mm-hmm. To close out your one and only roper report for this beautiful thursday july 7th 2022 uh number six xbox is talking a little bit about what's happening at gamescom ollie welship polygon writes microsoft has confirmed that xbox will be present at gamescom 2022 in germany in august instead it will be focusing on providing updates on previously announced games in a statement to press microsoft said quote we're excited to confirm that xbox will be back on the show floor at gamescom 2022 in cologne germany fans in europe and around the world can expect updates on some announced games coming to to Xbox in the next 12 months, end quote. The focus on the next 12 months mirrors the message from June's Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase, which concentrated on gameplay footage and concrete information on games coming in 2022 and mostly early 2023, rather than splashy reveals of far-off titles. Xbox exclusives presented at that showcase that might make a return at Gamescom include Starfield Redfall, the new Forza Motorsport, and Minecraft Legends. Given the traditional focus of Germ- the German show on strategy games, the Civilization style are history untold is a good bet as well as presenting its wares on the show floor at gamescom xbox is likely to be part of jeff keely's host the jeff keely hosted opening night live live stream it's possible that it also will host some streams of its own so tim trying to get in front of what got him in trouble at e3 and in trouble i'm using loosely but when a bunch of people like nah, why didn't they say ahead of time it was only going to focus on 12 months
0: yeah, people are going to say things no matter what. I think people are going to say things no matter what. No matter. I mean, literally, yeah. It's like the grass is always greener. There's always something to complain about. I think that this, going back to the original story we talked about today of the E3 Summer Game Fest, like what is each supposed to be? How could it all work together? I think what Xbox has going here is a great example of it uh, across different conventions in terms of their own plan. Announcing the next 12 months of games at uh, some Summer, Summer Game Fest uh, or their showcase, that time frame June. Um, allows them to then spend the next 12 months showing those games off to actual players, getting the games in their hands at events like Gamescom or PAX, et cetera, throughout the rest of the year. Super smart. It just allows actual marketing for games that are actually in development and far enough along to be played, as opposed to having to come up with vertical slices of games that might not be coming out for another year plus or whatever it is. So I just think that this kind of feeds a lot of different needs uh for what conventions actually are and what why xbox would ever even want to be at one to begin with
1: for sure for sure but there you go everybody be looking for that and be excited are you excited for the opening night live they usually have some good stuff there. not like megatons but
0: no i feel like they don't usually have good stuff And and i feel like this we're getting to a point where the keely stuff i think are even themselves getting uh pulled a little thin because now we have summer game fest we have opening night live and we have game awards so, what used to kind of be like the two tent poles is now, I think, opening night live and summer game fest are a little too close to each other. At least my gut tells me they are this year, uh, knowing how much the pandemic has affected game development, game announcements, all of that stuff. Like, I feel like it's, it's probably going to be uh, not even as good as summer game fest was this year um the press conference itself but fingers crossed i hope i'm wrong and again i understand the importance of doing these things to build the recognition and build up what it is because like Gamescom is huge and Gamescom has always been the black sheep of conventions when it comes to the way that we talk about them. It was like it was always like, Oh yeah, there's E three. Oh yeah, and then Gamescom's the thing too, right? Gamescom has always
1: like- had that chip on its shoulder, right? Where it's mm-hmm. always it's we're bigger than E three. Like this is yeah, we should be the bigger main in numbers thing of than like
2: number. how many people are there, but like again, like the couple times that I worked Gamescom, like you know, there's never anything big. What was the weird uh, game where you play as, like, the, the mouse that you can customize, or the rat that you can customize, and you're, like, Biomune. Uh, I feel like that was no. the biggest thing to come out of <laughs> Gamescom, and, like, look at uh, what that was, you know? Like, uh, as in terms of, like, announcements and, like, a, a really, like, huge things, like, Gamescom is not that show.
0: And I, and just as a third party looking at it, I imagine
2: that, you know,
0: Jeff got involved with it and like did step it up. Jeff made it go from there's no press conferences or it's just uh, maybe there's an Xbox or maybe there's a PlayStation depending yeah. on the year. um and like they used to go back and forth with like Paris games Week and things like that. but uh, and Tokyo Game show and all that. But like, uh I I can imagine the Jeff was like okay cool the E3 is a thing I'm gonna work over here and get this thing going with Gamescom trying to turn it into more of a big summer event and then now he has Summer Game Fest so now it's yeah. like oh man and the idea of like when Summer Game Fest first happened and it was like cool it starts with the E3 week with not being called E3 and ends with like the season finale being opening night live like I think that is cool framing I think that we've gotten really far from that though and that's not how they're presenting this anymore so We'll see. I think that there there can be success with the a, a Gamescom keynote.
1: Okay. We'll find out soon enough, ladies and gentlemen. But Gamescom is so far away.
0: Tim, if I wanted something more immediate, say what came to them, mom and grob shops. Where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Ooh. Yeah,
0: let do up
1: out today uh epico is out now in the nintendo eShop. grand legends is launching a photo mode vampire survivors final boss is here major mm-hmm. patch 0.8.0 brings big Batty and final relic and more uh, it's prime time to call the diamonds m's agatha barker this week in gti line as casino work is dealing triple rewards uh with special <laughs> gta money bonuses on select missions uh which strandings a strand game comes to pc today gwent rogue mage is a single player in standalone expansion out now uh kamikaze's veggie kamikaze veggies is making okay. its debut on steam today meanwhile over rogue is out today uh ruins magus is out today matchpoint tennis championships is out today dj mac respect v is out today um didn't do my homework. I did all my press releases, but then I didn't I didn't compare like I usually do to the releases.com over here. Uh QBite Classics is out today. Nin Online is out today, and that's it. Those are all out online. Uh new dates for you. As I said before, Curse to Golf, August 18th for PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Uh Blade Assault is September 30th, 2022
0: for all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes and Switch. No, Greg, uh, You gotta what? stop it. Okay. It says what? curse to curse to golf tease off. On August 18th, okay. Yeah. You got to get the press. The press No, I stuff, fucking right? hate that shit. I mean, I blade, hate assault, the the blade of salt doesn't have one. Blade assault slices its way to stores September 30. That's the shit that
1: I fucking can't stand. And I know I,
0: I try to cut it out, and
1: sometimes I'm in a hurry. It Makes gets its in way. I'm sorry if it ever does, guys. Uh, Coromone is coming out on uh Switch. July 21st. It sets its sights. Whatever the fuck. Bright Memory Infinite opens a black hole July 21st on Xbox Series X/S, PlayStation 5, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, and then, in just a few short weeks, this is GTA Online stuff. In just a few short weeks, a new update is coming to GTA Online on all platforms. It will expand upon the criminal careers of executive, of executive biker, gunrunner, and nightclub owner alongside a set of contract missions uh, that presents the opportunity to be sworn in as
2: a special IAA field
1: operative to investigate the budding criminal conspiracy
2: coromon was the game that i remember blessing checking out at um uh, gdc and he was uh he was pretty into it uh definitely a, a pokemon inspired uh yeah. game so there you How's go it, why, so why, why is it setting its sights you know what i
1: mean just tell me the fucking date
2: uh, Get the ball. i think it's, it's setting its sights specifically to the switch release date because it, i think it was already out on something else
1: so. see when it says sights though I'm assuming it's going to become some kind of gun, a shooting game you know? because mm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah.
2: I'm using my iron sights on it I
1: mean, we,
2: uh, we also all have eyes and you can just set your sights with your eyeballs we also right?
1: have the eyes do you ever call sure. your sight your sight though you wake up and you're like what, what are you using your sight for today Barrett yeah Lulu this asked conversation me that. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I I say it corrected. Everybody. I apologize. Uh, you, know, there, you win. <laughs> There's no argument there. Uh, deals of the day for you. Xbox Free Play Days are here, of course. Uh, you can save the Earth from aliens or race to your heart's content during Free Play Days. Saints Row 4, re-elected, uh, Assetto, Corsa, Compatizone, uh, and The Crew 2 are available this weekend for Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members to play until Monday morning. Uh, and then Nintendo Switch Online members, you can now download and try the full Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle game at no additional cost until July 12th at 11.59 p.m. PT. It's a fun game. Go play it. Don't listen to these people who don't like rabbits, Gary would you know? I know. No.
2: It really hurt me. It really hurt my soul. He doesn't
1: want to give him a shot. He doesn't I mean, even want to see Again,
2: Rabbids, do we love them just no. as Rabbids? No. But is it worth dealing with to play a really good Mario XCOM game? A hundred percent.
1: All right. Here we go. Now, I ask people watching live to go to com slash you're wrong so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later. Let's see what we got here now because there's stuff going on here, but it's a lot of talking. A lot of talking. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, what's going on? Uh, blah blah blah.
1: No, we don't I don't know what this is, and I don't care. Um uh, no, that's not that's nothing there. And then <laughs> Bors and Double Zero is giving me a way to contact the person who owns summergamesfest.com. I just saying congratulations. That's all it is. I don't yeah. need to, I don't need an interview. I just want to say good job on that. You know, if you're watching, if you're a fan, just redirect it to youtube.com slash kinda funny games. That'd be awesome if you like it for a day it. two days all the days i don't know ladies and gentlemen mm-hmm. that's another episode of kind of funny games daily in the bank but your week isn't over of course blessing and timothy will be here tomorrow to bring you all the day's news if you're watching <sighs> live right now guess what there is a stream happening and it's going to be death stranding mike and kevin are beginning their death stranding playthrough today on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you aren't watching live maybe you're driving your car going Honk, honk, on the old expressway uh you can catch it later youtube.com slash kind of funny plays where we put up all of our stream archives if you want to go over there and uh you know subscribe like share all that that'd be great for us because that's mm-hmm. a new channel we're trying to build up over there uh, if you want to come watch me and tim do the post show patreon.com slash kind of funny games that'll be up later of course you could go there you could sign up and you could watch us record ps i love you today live you could watch us record the Xcast tomorrow you could record with I was going to say watch this record the Gamescast next week, but no, that's embargoed. We got a review, so you won't be mm. able to watch that one. Mm. Don't worry about mm. it. But all sorts of cool stuff's there, like me and Barrett doing the Q&A on patreon.com slash Games. But I digress. If you have no bucks tossed toss our way and you're not going there, this show's over for you. So let me remind you, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you know about. It. If you like that, be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games on patreon.com slash kind of funny games of course you can write in to be part of the show you can comment on the news you can do all sorts of stuff you can have a good old time you can also get the show ad free get all the benefits yada 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 no money tossed away no big deal epic creator code kind of funny use your twitch prime subscriptions amazon prime uh use that for us on twitch kind of funny games uh youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe youtube.com slash kind of funny place it's all out there
0: for you it's all there, there and
1: every one of those things needs your help mm-hmm. don't just water one of the flowers mm-hmm. water all
0: the flowers tinkle just a little tinkle here and a little tinkle there and a lot T- of tinkle, tinkle there i don't think these oh, guys ever ever washed flowers uh, <laughs> Ladies
1: and gentlemen until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you